Welcome to Legon Podcast. I'm Dr. Beaver, and today we have on a special guest, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon is just a guy that likes to move heavy stuff around. So before we get into the podcast, let's thank our sponsors. First up, Hoosier Chiropractic. Keeping you moving so you can enjoy what you do. Schedule an appointment by calling or texting 260-225-9444. Wabash CrossFit. If you're tired of your workouts, want the accountability of a class atmosphere, come try a free one and see if the community is something you'd like to be a part of. Center Court Barbershop, offering haircuts, beard trims, neck shaves, styling into hair. I don't know, anything that you need done with your hair, Center Court does. Wabash Downtown Nutrition, now open. Downtown Nutrition offers an aloe shot, a tea, and a shake to meet your needs and give you a pickup. Stop in and see Lindsay and treat yourself without ruining your nutrition goals. Now, let's get to the episode with Matt. Matt Dillon, a big fan of strength training. Yeah. And let's get into how you got into this. Okay. Well, background starts out, uh, did some sports-specific lifting in, in high school. What sport? Did you have, like, was anyone teaching you what you were doing at that point? No. Point? No. We, we just kind of did a lot of bench press. Yeah. <laughs> to well, be honest. Huge for football. Just keep, yeah. keep putting up that bench press. Yeah. yeah. So I got out of college and I, I, I did some uh, lifting with, well, I was, I was still in college, but I did some lifting with uh, Jay Driscoll like once a week, mm-hmm. a lot of squats. And I was getting, I was getting to where I could squat a lot of weight. And How um, much were we talking about at that point? I did 500 pounds okay, at yeah. that point. And I, you know, I was, I was a young guy and I could, I could squat a lot of weight. Well, 12 years go by and I don't. I don't do any sort of weight training and I start to, you know, get back into it again. And, and I'm doing squats and I can't do 500 pounds right off the bat, of course. So you're um, defeated about that. And, and, you know, I started getting into it and I feel, I feel like I'm really, really enjoying it. So, and I get to where I'm increasing in weight and, um, you know, eventually, you know, after two years, you eventually get up to where I actually squatted 500 pounds again and I'm 37 years old instead mm. of composed to like 24. <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, what do you notice now squatting 500 versus 24? Like how your body feels, how you recover? Yeah, the recovery time is a lot different when you get older. Um, you, can, um, you can adapt to stress easily when you're younger. Um, and recovery takes a lot less time when you're younger. So, um, at this stage of the game, you, you have to recover a little bit or, or keep things a little bit less intense. Mm -hmm. So I think at this point I've got at least what I need figured out Mm -hmm. pretty well. So what kind of rep schemes are we talking about that you're doing now? Okay. So basically I do a lot of, I do a lot of five, three, one. Mm-hmm. And squats, um, that that really works best for me. If I have one set that's really like a like an all out mm-hmm. kind of intense effort. Uh, oh, okay. Before we get into more of this, yeah. when you restarted again, mm-hmm. did you go back down to the bar? Like, I know that like for Jim Wendler with the five, he does the five three one. Right. right. So mm-hmm. when I got back into it, I started down at CrossFit Relativity when I was downtown, and I was doing some. Yeah, I started because I. I was uh, I weighed like three thirty five and I was like uh, I don't know I was really kind of weak and 
Hey, you get to the point where you can't really do much, can't get off the floor, you walk around a little bit, and you're like feeling kind of out of breath. And I was like, I didn't like that. So I wanted to kind of get some cardio and all that stuff. And I like the strength training aspect of it when I got into it. And I, I noticed, you know, closed start fitting a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Even even now, I mean, I'm, I don't lose a lot of weight, but I lose a lot of inches. Mm -hmm. and, and it's made a big difference. Like I'm wearing 4X shirts, I can wear 2X shirts, and it's a, it's a lot better. And when you're feel a little buffer you don't mind it been a little tight so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so as you were at relativity for a while and mm -hmm. then i guess did you do you not take the time for cardio that you were doing then i i make it a little bit more um suited for me mm -hmm. um i'll do short i won't do long drawn out 5Ks, it's, it doesn't help, it doesn't do anything for me. Right. Um, shorter like sprints, Tabata style rowing, mm -hmm. um, like five minutes of jump rope, mm -hmm. something like that would would do. Get your heart rate up yeah, pretty quick, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I know that's, a lot of people complain about that with the slow sustained cardio stuff that if you're not really getting your heart rate up, what is the benefit of it? And, right. I mean, especially for the strength training community, yeah. If they're doing cardio, they typically don't want to do it, period. So they just want to get it done as fast as they can. Right, yeah. Move on to some more strength training. Exactly. Then. Anything sprint-worthy, um, anything like that. Even even if you do five-minute AMRAP of uh, kettlebell snatches, mm -hmm. I, you feel pretty much wasted after doing yeah. that. Yeah, you don't need a whole lot of equipment to get that, that heart rate up. Um, no. Have you had to change the rep? Like, did you worry about plateauing as much? I, yeah, well... And I get into that a little bit more with um, with five three one right now. I've started to uh, the bit, the latest program I, I made was a uh, it was a program where I have like a two days of squats. First day had a rep range of uh, it was an intensity day. So like one week you'd have four by five at eighty five percent. You'd have uh, the next week it'd be five by three at uh, 90%, and then six by two at 95%, and so on and so forth. So you're, you're doing lots of heavy reps at a certain certain weight. On a Wednesday, you do squats again, you're doing you're doing five, three, one. You have a little bit of build up to that last set, and then that last set, if you got it, if you got your max set to the right place, then you're getting a pretty good rep range on, mm. on that, and then the Friday would be like a deadlift, and it's always intense. Um, and on those days, uh, you alternate between weeks. Like um, one week, you'd have bench press on Monday and win uh, Monday and Friday, and shoulder press on Wednesday. And the next week, you'd have shoulder press on Monday and Friday, and bench press on Wednesday. So you're getting a lot of press volume throughout the week, and it, that's it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's simple. Uh, you can recover from it because you can you're lifting a lot of heavy weights and then you're taking a day off mm -hmm. and then you're lifting heavy and then you're taking a day off so right. it's, how much time would you say you're spending at the gym hour and a half tops mm -hmm. and that's with any accessory work that i might do after that yep. i mean if you're doing that by yourself you could do it in an hour mm -hmm. so it's bench squat deadlift pressing anything else that you like any accessory that you really like try to make sure that you get into or well, with that program, it was just basic. Um, 
There's a couple that I'm doing right now. Barbell rows, I think, are pretty much essential power cleans that you can't you can't not do those if and I mean unless you're physically incapable. Yeah, you really ought to be doing those. Yeah. Um, let's see. Starting to get a little bit into shrugs, um, and that's mainly to make my power cleans better. Yeah. yeah. They're they're a little bit weak, but they're Trying to see if I can train them up a little bit yeah. and to get some extra pulls in. Um, um, well, I think some people also just like the getting that heavier weight, yeah. getting your hands to just hold on that. I mean, you're not worrying about the deadlift form, then you know, you're just getting it and yeah, just feeling what the weight feels like, which yeah. can be big for the mental side of it as well. As in my current program, I'm, I'm actually trying to get to where I'm doing 500 pounds by the year on a deadlift. Mm. So I'm at 475 right now, 25 pounds to go, and I've in introduced a lot of poles. It's like a it's like a four month long program. So, yeah. with how long and drawn out that is, mm -hmm. what's the motivation like for you? Any weeks that you go in that you're just dreading it? Oh, man, they they progressively get a little bit worse. Yeah, every <laughs> every every week. Um, I'm. It's like a five day a week program, so I'm, there's a lot of accessory pulls. It's a little bit more volume on pulling itself, but they're lighter weight, so mm -hmm. you can you can kind of recover from that a lot better. But over time, I'm kind of I'm kind of stepping through the progression of of cleans and snatches and stuff like that at the same time. So eventually, those are going to get full on movement, not just um, clean pulls and, right. and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. is there any part of it that you're like of those main movements is there any one that you just don't have any the passion for or like you struggle to stay motivated hmm. well of the of the main four yeah the, the main four that everyone programs no actually no i really i enjoy i enjoy not liking all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, I enjoy doing them all. I mm -hmm. guess I enjoy getting the the results of it. Uh, uh, the guy that I that I've kind of been listening to a lot lately is Mark Ripito, and one of his yeah. quotes is, uh, um, "Stronger people are are harder to kill and more useful in general." Yeah. So <laughs> I, I hate his quote though that. The human male weighs 200 pounds because being a 160 pound guy i'm like come on mark like <laughs> that's just really hurts my feelings yeah oh no <laughs> he's a strong guy though yeah he's, he's a, yeah he's yeah he definitely was at one point um, yeah so talking about that just you know what he was at one point mm -hmm. are you worried about the injuries moving forward worried about strength not being there as you get older i i, I know it's going to fall off at some point mm -hmm. um i'm trying to Right now, I'm I'm trying to play to where I'm getting the program that I need going forward. Now, I know that there's a, there's from reading certain science or uh, on strength training that 40, the age of 40 is where stuff starts to get harder to recover from, and that you you start to kind of unless you find some good supplements, right? <laughs> you would find good supplements, I'm sure. I don't know what you'd. What you take besides something anabolic steroids? <laughs> yeah, kind, but. at that at that age, that's about all you can really rely yeah, on. It's getting yeah. on some some tests then. And that's, I would rather, I would rather just continue. I don't care if the strength goes away. I mean, mm -hmm. I, 
I just, at this point, I just like doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, it is one of those things that when you get into it, you realize how addicting it is to just watch those numbers go up. Mm -hmm. So how often are you hitting PRs well, or, or trying to right. hit one? Well, 531, if you have like, if you do it the way that Jim Wendler set it up, you, that last upper top set, you do it for a plus. Mm -hmm. It's like an AMRAP. So yeah. you can hit PRs and reps mm -hmm. uh, pretty frequently. Um, I like to test my maxes uh, after every program, and that might be every eight weeks. It mm -hmm. might be every uh, 16 weeks or yeah. so. Um, but I also, you know, as you're going through the programs, especially with, with 531, you kind of get a feel based on um, how many reps you're getting at a certain weight. If you're actually, if it's worth the squeeze, you know, right. uh, going on a, going on a one rep max binge is, is, um, you got to psych yourself up. But 531 doesn't, with the. The way it's set up with this 90% of your mm -hmm. of your one rep max is what you train at. So you don't really play around with the really high strength, uh, the high one rep max. Well, that's something that I liked about that program. I did that when I was in chiropractic school and I was just getting back into lifting again. But the one thing that I liked was you, one, you didn't have to worry about like, I might blow out a blood vessel lifting today. Like you were going to go yeah. in, just go through the movements. But yeah. that one is about, you know, who cares that you had a, a 300 bench press at one day? Where are you at every day? Like right. it, it, it makes sure that you're steady and consistent and, mm -hmm. you know, you're, it's not about hitting that PR and then being like, all right, I'm going to move on now. I'm just going to be a bench guy for a while. Because yeah. really, if you want to hit a PR, that is the way to do it, is right. to do one movement. I mean, the accessories around it, but... Mm -hmm you're going to lead to a lot of imbalances and different kind of muscle groups. And so I mean, the five, three, one is built up, built in such a good, healthy way that your whole body is going to get stronger and you're going to continue to progress. But I mean, that's also a part of the newbie gains, which when you got into it, even oh, yeah. though you were older, that's still a part of it that you're going to get fast. You're going to get strong pretty fast. So. Yeah, I, I definitely did. Um, I probably jumped from like 255 up to 400 in probably a year. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it, it didn't take long for me. And that's just squats. Um, yeah. You feel like you were always that good at squats? Yeah. I don't know what uh, Jay Driscoll told me it was, gen, it was some sort of genetic, I was a genetic freak in that kind of niche. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think, I mean, I'm, I'm not anywhere near what these competitive powerlifters yeah. are doing. You know, but, in terms of a 37 year old guy that I'm not doing too bad now. I mean, and, and some of it does come down to limb length and, you know, just your hip mobility to begin with. Like yeah. if you are a more mobile guy, that's going to be good for you. But mm -hmm. a squat has just always been something I struggled with. And I think it just goes back to even in high school, I didn't care about it. Right. So now, you know, I feel so weak, you know, just trying to get started. And I did five by five for a while and, it took me so long to just get up to, um, oh dang it, now I'm gonna space on. I, I was trying to work up to get to 300. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for me, like that that dream was like huge for me just because I was struggled with it so much. Yeah. And I got to 250 and then our daughter was born and then all motivation went away. Yeah, right. <laughs> because I mean, squats to just get in there and 
to really rest like you're supposed to between sets, mm -hmm. that's a, it can be a long workout to oh, just yeah. do five sets of five mm -hmm. to get into that. So what are you doing during your downtime between sets? Um, usually I just recover. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's, I tell you, if you're, if you're lifting, if you're lifting somewhere around 400 pounds, uh, for five times, I mean, you, you want to take, you feel like taking a little uh, five minutes I think off. You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I do that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, you just take the rest. How about breath? Like, what are you paying attention to for that? So what I do every time that I, before I squat down is I will, I'll take a deep breath and I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll call it like certain, certain, um, like strong first, I'll call it breathing behind the shield. So mm -hmm. I'll tense everywhere in my, in my abs, um, make sure my back is nice and tight, but I'll brace against, um, my diaphragm mm -hmm. basically. And I'll, and I'll squat and then get to the top, blow out, take, take a re-breath. Re While so keeping everything kind of, tight though, keep right? everything tight. Yeah. I think that that was something for me that I realized was just that ability to keep things tight while you're breathing. That's, you know, when you see someone that's just a big chest breather and you realize how weak their core is because of that. Right. And that's, you know, to be squatting 400, 500 pounds, mm -hmm. a lot of that is more core strength than necessarily even your legs, just the ability for you not to collapse down from that. And that's, yeah. that's you know, when you see the, the highest level of strong men, and they look like they have somewhat of a gut on them, mm -hmm. but they don't. It's just solid right. muscles, just yeah. a big boulder there. And yeah, yeah, I got, I got some. I I, I think I've got some pretty strong core muscles out of the deal mm -hmm. doing heavy deadlifts and heavy squats. And I think you do anytime you do that. Yeah, I mean that's the part of people worrying about injuring their back with deadlifts. Mm -hmm. If you're if you are using your back for it, I mean, we get into problems with that, but yeah. if you're taking that kind of time to brace properly, I mean, mm -hmm. you don't have at least all of the risks that some people look at when they see someone deadlifting and they're doing really high volume with that. It's amazing. When I do heavy deadlifts, I will, I will dead stop every rep and mm -hmm. I will brace, uh, brace my lower back for every rep. Yeah. And I do that because it, Every time I pull something heavy, I never feel in my back. Yeah. Unless I do, and I've been doing some like lighter weight stiff leg deadlifts mm -hmm. where you don't, uh, you don't bring your hips down and put your shins against them. Or so you're, right. you're, you're more flat. And when you do that, you, you feel that a little bit more tight in your back, but it's, it's less. So it's, you're not going to feel it. You're not going to hurt yourself yeah. doing it. You're kind of stressing your back on purpose. I had a professor in chiropractic school who he was comparing standard deadlift versus stiff leg. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, which one do you think is worse for your back? And everyone's like, oh, the stiff leg. It looks awful for your back. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it all depends on how you're doing the movement, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do a standard deadlift and wreck your back if you're not bracing anything. And the stiff leg, it, it does look really bad for you. But if you can... I mean, that's what all lifting is about. Are you strengthening the muscles or are you just abusing them? Yeah. If you're not recovering from it, you're definitely could be just causing more damage and right. you know, you're not moving forward with anything. Um, what about on the nutrition side of recovery? What do you, I don't address nutrition that much to be honest. Um, I'm a, I'm a big guy and I'll probably get to it someday. I got, I got a two year old, I got a four year old. So 
You get a lot a of lot scraps. Of, I get a lot of scraps after plate. <laughs> Sometimes I'll take a really big plate knowing that I'm not going to barely eat most of it. Yeah. If they're hungry. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to really gauge portion control when you're when you got kids grabbing off Biting kids off of and, you, yeah. yeah no. We've got a one-year-old and she's just a vulture. Uh -huh. Like she will eat and then if we're trying to eat her, our food and like she ate like half of it and then she comes to us like, oh, what do you got now? And we're like, <laughs> right. no, eat your, like we have the same stuff, just eat yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're awful in that yeah. sense. I, I'm, so I imagine I'll get into it. Uh, I do try to eat a lot of, a lot of protein mm -hmm. and um Are vegetables. you big on the shakes or are you? I get I get protein shakes, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the only thing I take. I, yeah. I used to do, I used to get Advocare supplements, and I didn't, I didn't think they were worth the price, really. A lot of the, I don't know. I have a lot of conflicted feelings about supplement companies because mm -hmm. you'll always hear some kind of amazing story that right. someone got through, and so, and I also think like if it's what takes someone to get into fitness, mm -hmm. there's not anything wrong there. Yeah. When we end up talking about how expensive some places are and it's like okay that money could be going towards your groceries that mm -hmm. are buying you know even more healthier foods versus yeah. whatever you're taking but but yeah i mean that's that's the hard hard spot there but if even with protein shakes like they're a great supplement but i hate seeing when that's you know someone's whole meal like that's mm -hmm. that's not a it's, it's a good snack between when it's hard for you to get the protein but right. you know i'd always rather see someone eat the food um how about sleep? Uh, so I, I wake up and, and go to work out at 5 a.m. every morning. Mm -hmm. um, you go to the Y now? Or you... Yeah. And that's the only place, that's the only time I can get in there. Yeah. Um, so usually I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to get to sleep before 10, mm -hmm. uh, 1030 usually. Um, but, you know, I, I basically crash at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have to go down at that point. There's, there's no other way around that. Working out early in the morning, do you have issues there with being alert, feeling like your muscles are ready? No. No. And it's just like with anything, it's stress adaptation. Yeah. So once you start working a certain pattern or a certain muscle or um, – in this case, it's a time. Mm -hmm. um, you get adapted to that, yeah. and it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. you know? In fact, I I usually wake up around four four fifteen every morning, um, uh, per my alarms. But often I'll wake up at three fifty, yeah. and you know, like, okay, time to get up. I'm like oh, I'll just sneeze a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, with do you eat breakfast before you work out? No. Yeah. Um, any, any issues at all with like your energy level? And, yeah. and I've never taken pre-workout either. Yeah. Said, yeah. I, I know a lot of guys, they'll, they'll get the bang drinks or the fit aids and yeah. stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I just never, just never had a problem. I've always been afraid of pre-workout. Just the idea that like a druggie, like you have to have it then. Right, like, yeah. you know, you can't even imagine working out without yeah. it. So that's, that's been enough of a reason for me to stay away from it. <laughs> right. I, um, with the passion that you have for strength strength training is it hard for you to not convert people over to your side yeah you feel like you're like <laughs> preaching the gospel to them to... yeah and i don't know after a couple of years you realize that that not a, this isn't for everybody mm -hmm. um i still think it probably should be um but i know that it's not uh, not everybody's gonna feel 
like they want to do this sort of thing. It's it's somewhat of a commitment. Yeah. Um, if you don't, it's a slow and steady burn too. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, you don't you don't wake up one day and say, it's "Like I think I'm going to start strength training and um, I won't give up ever mm -hmm. on this. <laughs> I'll just make it part of my life forever." Uh -huh. um, yeah, you. But that's exactly what you what you end up doing if you really love it. Now, um, one of the one of the coaches. Um, Got when I got started, he he said you didn't get where you were in in one day, and you're not going to get away from that in one day. Mm -hmm. So you take every day at a time, and you and you adapt from there. Yeah. Um, what are you doing to like help people? You know, encourage them to get to whatever their goals are. So one thing that I one thing that I do is I I teach a class at the Y uh, Barbell Club. And I've been teaching novices uh, basic barbell movements mm -hmm. for a while, um, and I like doing that. Um, Who are the main? Like, what's the demographics of what you're seeing for that? Uh, most, most are women. Um, That's awesome. A lot of them are over forty. Mm -hmm. um, some might most um, my most ardent. Uh, class member Diane England she she's she's probably 60 or 65 I don't I think she just had her 40th exactly. birthday yeah her yeah, 40th <laughs> birthday no <laughs> yeah she's uh she's she's great she's learned a lot and she and she really has an appetite for it and I really appreciate her coming in I think there's definitely been a, a trend for younger women to feel like there's there's nothing against women strength training. No. Um, but yeah, definitely for older generations, there was like a stigma around it or, mm -hmm. you know, the, the fear of you'll get too big. And it's like, yeah. if that happened, every guy would be that. Like if it was that easy, it would just, we would see it across the board for all teenage boys. Like, yeah. I think, I think bodybuilding, you can get really big in bodybuilding, mm -hmm. but powerlifting, that's up to you. Yeah. You can look, just look at some of the top powerlifters. Yeah. I mean, besides what's his name, Dimitri Klokov or yeah. I mean he's he looks yeah. like a oh, bodybuilder yeah. oh, too yeah. but that's the exception of the rule mm -hmm. I mean most of them look like you know smaller guys even I mean they're not even like big guys but they're just pound for pound crazy mm -hmm. strong and yeah um, is that do you have any desire to compete I don't know maybe maybe if I keep going and I and I have a certain level when I'm older mm -hmm. and, and can actually compete at this point. I don't when the rest of the competition has kind of died out and you can step yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> if I can actually do, if I can win something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, and I see, I kind of gave up ego lifting a while ago. They got a board in the, in the Y and it, it shows everyone's high lifts and I, I can, I can beat a few of them or at least get on the board and I, and I don't, Put my name on the board because I, one, I don't, I didn't see their lifts. I don't know if they're doing the same yeah. range of motion that I am. Yeah. Um, two, I, I don't want to have to feel like I have to uh, defend my crown. I right. Guess. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's that's hard. It it's definitely the hardest part in my mind with lifting is the number. Like it's just such a easy thing to understand. It's like yeah. 500 pounds did you do it or did you not right. i mean there's there's a lot of arguing about the 
depth that you're supposed to get to and stuff. Mm -hmm. Plenty of ways you can fudge that. But yeah. I remember like in high school, that's all ego lifting. Right. Like, I mean, for most yeah. people, I mean, I know Jay Driscoll has been, you know, a big proponent of people being smart about their lifting. But right. for a lot of people that didn't have someone like that that was watching over the gym, it, I remember like with football when I was in, I think it was my freshman year, there was a senior that was trying to get on the deadlift board. He wanted to get up there. This guy who didn't lift all summer long, mm -hmm. who, you know, is just getting this rush of adrenaline is like, I want to get up there. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's like pounding on the wall, like beating his head and stuff trying and he doesn't get it. But I mean, you know, like you just see him strain and it's like, yeah. dude, you're not ready for this. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe you could have, if you would have trained and if you would have, yeah. but it's definitely like, and again, I think that it's better now for high schools, but wasn't that long ago that we weren't aware of the, the damage that we were doing to kids at a young age with lifting and right. you know what that can that's there then for the rest of their life whether it's their knees or and that, that was something i was going to ask you have you had any knee issues at all you don't know um i i did have some knee issues um with when i started mm -hmm. because i hadn't used them for a long time right yeah so i was getting used to so now my knees don't hurt and i actually I did a program before the program that I that I was well about three programs ago. <laughs> yeah. so I'll say that we'll say that. Um, and I was doing two for, uh, doing three forms of squats. Uh, what were you doing? Program. So I was doing um, Olympic uh, high bar back squats, low bar back squats, and front squats. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, high bar or Olympic back squats and front squats are both taxing on your knees. And by the end of that program, my knees were pretty, pretty pained, and uh, I decided to switch to low bars. And whenever I do low bar squats, I don't feel any knee pain. Has, has it been a hard transition for you? It was difficult because it requires a certain amount of um, mobility in your shoulders mm -hmm. that you didn't have to worry about before, but. I tell you when I switched, uh, I've tried to switch back a little bit to see what it felt like, and it feels so unstable. Mm -hmm. High bar, it, it's kind of it's, it's weird. You just roll it right back to where it, yeah, where you want oh it yeah, you want, yeah. I I felt like I was all kind of shaky and and uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have enough contact with my with my body, so yeah. it, it felt wobbly. What about like wraps, belts? What what all gear are you using right um, now? Mainly, I. Mainly I use sleeves. Um, uh, I don't really use wraps unless, I did use wraps for a while there when my knees started to feel mm -hmm. a little rugged. Um, that was just for my own support. I use belts. I use a belt pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, wrist wraps, I'm pressing, pressing heavy. Usually about my next to last top set, I'll start using wrist wraps. I, I don't mind I don't mind stress adaptation. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to push a little bit further. Um, my my weakest point uh, on any pole is my grip, um, and it's probably a lot weaker than everyone else's grip. But I I don't say so, you know, I'm deadlifting. I don't switch grip. Yeah. I always overhand. Standard, yeah. So I I can't hold on to bars as much as I can. I try to hook grip, but I don't have really long <laughs> thumbs. Yeah. So well, I can't really make that work very good. That's when we talk about like the, someone who's just like, like you said, the genetics at the beginning of this podcast, like mm -hmm. there are certain things that just really, like with deadlift, 
you see guys that have crazy long arms mm -hmm. and huge hands and it's like well of course there's an advantage to that then oh, because yeah. you know if they are able to wrap the thumbs i mean if they are just even like decreasing that range of motion a little bit it just it leads to huge huge help and i remember that with when kevin durant um got to the nba combine and he couldn't bench i think it's 225 the standard that they test on bench and okay he couldn't do it and everyone's like oh he's so weak it's like He's seven feet tall. Like, you know, look at it, like, look at his arms. Of course, you know, just think of the range of motion versus, oh, yeah. you know, the short guy at the gym that can crank out that, but it's because the range of motion is so much less. Yeah. Um, is there any advice that you'd have for someone that's thinking about strength training or just thinking about doing something different with exercise? Um, I think if you're, if you're really kind of curious about it, I would, I would find somebody or, or you know, I mean, you come to my class, I guess. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, there's a lot of things changing for me right now, so I'm actually getting out of uh, teaching at the Barbell Club here after, at the end of October mm -hmm. for right now. And uh, that's just a personal choice for me at the moment. Um, find somebody that can teach you how to, how to use uh, the barbell correctly. So that's uh, the, the problem for a lot of people, though. Uh -huh. You know, do you go to the biggest guy in the gym? Do you go to... I mean, there's just so many ex people right. that claim to be experts with lifting. Right, and, and they're, they're, that's not, yeah, that's not true. I wouldn't find the biggest guy in the gym. I mean, usually they, usually they're a bodybuilder and they, and they'll lift a lot of dumbbells and they'll, and they'll bench press a lot. So um, they'll take up your squat rack for yeah, the yeah. Don't yeah. I would not, I would not ask them how to squat or deadlift because <laughs> they probably don't know, <laughs> or overhead press. So yeah, find some. I mean. Uh, I know that they they would teach you at uh, Wabash CrossFit, um, Rock City Fitness, uh, that you could learn that there. Um, Just get you acquainted with a barbell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I would guarantee you'd learn something either mm -hmm. one of those places. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's just, it's hard because if someone didn't do sports in high school, most likely they haven't spent much time around a barbell, and it can be very intimidating, especially when you get into overhead stuff. I mean, right. snatch is such a scary movement regardless of how good you are at it i mean yeah. just throwing that kind of weight overhead is yeah. dangerous but and for as as much as you would think that it might be kind of like innate you know everyone knows how to squat yeah it's not especially to do it oh, properly yeah. to do it safely mm -hmm. i mean it's yeah. there's just so much more that goes into it and it's, mm -hmm. it's one of those rabbit holes that you realize yeah. soon like oh you know there's every aspect of my body there's something i'm supposed to be paying attention to and mm -hmm. it's easy to get in your own head uh, going forward, what all are your goals for your weights? Okay, so right now I'm, I'm sitting at a 315 bench, 225 overhead press, a 500-pound squat, um, and I'm trying to get to a 500-pound deadlift from 475. Um, at the end of the year, I'm going to test that deadlift if I don't get there, then... Oh well, I'll just I'll just keep training. I'll, yeah. I'll get better. I'll get stronger. I'll pull it eventually. Um, after that, I mean, I'm I'm starting to look at uh, Olympic lifting. Uh, I want to get a little bit. Uh, I've been doing a lot of programming and to mix it up. I've been programming for other people too. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to get to where I get kind of acquainted with programming at that point. Um, the guy, uh, the program I talked about with the two squats and the, and the alternating press. Mm -hmm. Um, I got, I got two guys 
who did that program with me last cycle, and then they're doing it again because they loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, that's Colby and Mike uh, at the Y. Um, there's another guy uh, I got a program. He had a pain in his hand. Um, I don't know. He did. There's a some sort of name for the. Was he a carpal tunnel? Or it was, was like he... a. It was like a, it started with a Q. I forget, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, he had a. He had a really. He had a pain in his hand. It hurt okay. his hurt his pressing. He's a he's a big fan of bench press and and he'll do squats and deadlifts too. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I focused really hard on uh, on getting his back strong, uh, kind of like the negative of bench press. Yeah. So he's he actually he's been training on that program for four weeks. His his hand pain's pretty much gone, mm -hmm. and he's been able to do some bench press again. When when he got back to it from when he was injured. Um, after doing this program for even four weeks, he said, he's like, I wonder if I can still do the same amount I was doing before. Mm -hmm. And he did. Wow. So yeah, I'm training, I, I'm teaching these guys how to kind of train around their injuries and to keep them maintain a level of strength. Yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, weight training is a form of, uh, rehab as well. I mean, like <laughs> I, it's one of those things like, someone that goes out and they're just doing bench press and then they're also sitting at a desk where their shoulders are rolled forward. So, you know, their pecs are tight all day oh, yeah. and then they're going and they're just working their pecs more. It's like, that's, that's what leads to that upper cross syndrome where we need to be working on the back, but yep. everyone just wants to do bench or, you know, they just, I mean, those, those beach muscles they want to work on instead of the stabilizers. Yeah. And I think it's the, what, both bodybuilding and strength training because they're you're trying to find a balance mm -hmm. and so i mean it's it's definitely going to lead to less pain ideally because if you're you know whether it was his position his wrist just being in extension too much or you know whatever it was it Possible, was causing that pain but yeah i mean just spending some time working on something else is gonna mm -hmm. and you might lose a little bit but still yeah it's not like you're not working out so mm -hmm. and i've i've run into things where i've I don't know. I, there was one time a year and a half ago, I think I stepped weird off of a step and mm -hmm. I ended up hurting and getting a contusion on my ankle and mm -hmm. I couldn't squat. So I, I really focused hard on some other, other things and right. I got back into, and you know, if you're hitting PRs and you're, and you're, and you're doing a certain level and you're like, man, this is, this is just going to ruin my, ruined my motivation for right. having to be off for six weeks and but six weeks is a drop in the bucket compared yeah. to your rest of your life so when you're when you're thinking long term um i want i want to be doing this when i'm you know 80 years old yeah maybe even longer i mean as long as i can do it i'll probably end up doing it yeah. um well that's good when you drop the ego already for the ego lifting at least because yeah. it's going to go down like that's yeah. that's just part of lifting is yeah. you're going to get weaker that's, you know, you spend so much time going up, mm -hmm. but there comes a time when you're going to come back down. And I think for a lot of people, it's very easy to be like, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, if I can't hit PRs anymore, mm -hmm. what's the point? And yeah. Yeah. And I, I know I saw a video not too long ago. I think it was an 82 year old man. He's dead left in four Oh five, three years, three or something. I'm like, wow, I hope I can do that when I'm that age. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple things I like to end the podcast with. One, can you walk me through your perfect day? Uh, just in just in strength training, and you, you just walk me through your perfect day, whatever uh, whatever that includes. So, well, my perfect day, I would say, I get up, go to the gym, and I do squats. 
that's my that's my favorite thing to do is do squats. If it's heavy squats, I don't care. Um, I would love to hit. I'd love to lift something heavy for uh, three or less reps, <laughs> um, and hit a PR on that. Um, after that, I would love to go go home and you know be with my kids all day. That would be that would be perfect. Um, we would have a great time playing. We would um, do all kinds of fun stuff, or that's uh, go off and you know play around outside or in the woods. That was something I wanted to ask you about. How do you feel like lifting has impacted your ability to well, be a parent? But I mean, just play with them. Yeah, um, it's been great. Um, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine being the same guy I was three years ago. Uh, and uh, trying to trying to keep up with these kids because there's no way I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I as many times I get up off the floor, and I'm a big fan of Turkish get-ups now <laughs> because I use that movement about any time I get off the floor. I don't. It, it's it's weird. I, I may not stick my arm up in there, but <laughs> with the rest of it's there. So yeah, you might have a kid in one hand while yeah. you're doing it. Well, I have I have literally had kids. Gripped and doing Turkish get-ups while I'm, while I'm getting up, <laughs> picking them up. So yeah, I mean, strength training it, it, in a functional sense, you use it all the time. Yeah, and that's I think people don't understand it about like I had a professor that said the second that you can't squat, that's when you have to go into assisted living because that's when you can't get off the toilet anymore. All right. And we don't think about it that way. You know, we don't think about the squat. I don't know. For a lot of people, they think of the squat only as this guy loading up 400, 500 pounds, yeah. you know, music player. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like that. It's okay if it, you're not hitting yeah. that. But if you're not squatting, not working on those muscles, not practicing that movement properly, just in the same way that you're going to get hurt at the gym, not using good form, mm-hmm. you're going to get hurt at home, not using good form either. And when you do lift consistently, you realize even some things like, you know, people are out picking pumpkins now, you might pick it up, you know, with really solid form, not even thinking about it just because it's so innate now because, uh-huh. you know, you're, you trained it so much yeah. that you look over and you see someone else that's, you know, trying to twist and pick up something and you're yeah. like, what are you doing? You know? yeah. It's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been moving a lot of stuff for sure lately. Um, um, and to be honest, it feels so easy to move it. Yeah. Um, there's stuff that I'm picking up that I was like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're strong and you yeah. pick that up because I can't help you right now. But, yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly what Mark says. You're just more useful now. Just, just more useful. Stronger. Yeah. Uh, last thing is, how long do you want to live? Uh, uh, good Lord can have me whenever he feels like it. But, uh, <laughs> you at least want to be 80 deadlifting, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It'd be cool to be 90 deadlifting too, but I, you know, whatever. <laughs> if that's, if that's in the cards and that's, that's what I'll do. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything else that you want to plug? Anything else you want to? Um, no, I, I just uh, I I tell everybody that that uh, you might have fears about strength training, and, and um, they're they're not without some, you know, merit mm-hmm. because you don't want to just go in uh, unlearned and and start lifting weights, slinging them around like like you don't like you're going to get stronger because mm-hmm. that's not you know that's not going to be how it works i would really i anyone that's beginning i would find out um i would 
I would get hooked up with somebody that knows what they're doing and, uh, and, and learn the movements and then at least follow some sort of program until you, until you can anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, starting strength is probably the easiest one to follow as a beginner. Yeah. You can easily do that and get stronger. Um, I would do that. Um, but don't worry about whether, don't worry about whether you're going to hurt yourself because every time you lift something and lift it heavy, your body will recover from that and adapt to that, uh, to that event as if, um, you might do it again mm -hmm. so that it, you won't, you won't hurt yourself so bad next time. It won't be a sore is what I should say. You won't be a sore next time when you do it again. So every time you do that, just add five more pounds and then do it a little bit mm -hmm. uh, heavier. So every time you do that, your body's going to adapt to that strength and you're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Find your genetic potential. Go to it and, um, and, and be strong, my friends. That, that was great. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.